oh my love this is it this is the ayahuasca episode so i'm going to share my experience with you and my goal is that if you are looking to sit with ayahuasca if you're researching your journey that this episode can be super helpful to you so i'm actually going to break down what happened um in a span of three days but before i do that i have become very passionate about everything that i have learned so far about ayahuasca and i want to take a moment to enlighten you in what to look for if you decide to sit with ayahuasca so a little bit of backstory back in 2018 2019 sometime around there i was on youtube with my husband and we were watching an interview with gabor mate and uh, the youtube channel is called london real and um, anyway they were talking about ayahuasca and they said it and i'm like what is that and whatever i didn't pay attention then ayahuasca came up again i'm like what are they talking about like what is this thing so then i went ahead and googled it as one does and the more i researched the more i found out i was like i need this in my life oh my gosh i need this and i just felt a calling from that time on and i didn't really know what to look for i just knew that some way somehow i needed to sit with ayahuasca because i just had so much faith that ayahuasca was going to help me heal um, a lot of you know my broken heart you know and not in broken heart in terms of like relationships and things like that but as it pertains to my childhood you know there's so much hurt that happened in my childhood and that was manifesting in motherhood because that's how it works out you know so i just knew that i needed to sit with ayahuasca and the only place that i knew of at the time it's a very popular place um, that anybody who wants to do ayahuasca probably hears of this place it's a place in um, costa rica and it's a full retreat you know it's a full thing it's like amazing and beautiful but it's also really expensive so it's a very trendy place and probably most of your favorite people who have done ayahuasca and i say favorite people i'm meaning like favorite youtubers or influencers this is a place that these people have gone you know but something about that place despite the fact that i always thought i was going to end up there it just didn't sit with me because it just didn't feel like an organic connection you know i just felt like i was gonna end up there because you know obviously they're very popular and this and that and the other and i knew if i went i was gonna be safe there but it just never felt right so fast forward you know it, it never really worked out because i mean it's five thousand dollars you know it's it's an investment right <clears throat> fast forward and i move to central florida i moved to just north of orlando in a town called Oviedo, and 15 minutes away from me is an ayahuasca church probably i think the first one here in the united states if not the only and i really wanted to go to this place because it was like literally down the street from my house 15 minutes away but i would call them nobody would answer my call and it was just like man like this sucks you know like i really want to do it but super not answering me so that never worked out so it just so happened that then i moved to europe for a while and then i came back and always wanted to do ayahuasca but it just never worked out so fast forward to today it is 2022 it is october now and i finally found a place you know i was talking to a friend and this friend was like yes i know of, of people who hold ayahuasca ceremonies and let me give you the information and i got in touch and actually the first person that i got in touch he's actually um, from an indigenous tribe and he gave me the phone number of the person in charge of the ceremony 
and I got the price and everything and I was like okay this is perfect give me the date I'm gonna show up and let me just tell you that it was the most amazing the most beautiful experience I've ever had and so enlightening and, and just so full of love and, and nurturing but here's what I learned and here is the more of the story of me telling you the background of my ayahuasca journey you cannot just do ayahuasca for the sake of doing ayahuasca there is a lot there are a lot of people out there right now who are just buying ayahuasca and like serving it and they're not even shamans they're just facilitators they're just people with perhaps a good heart with every good intention of doing good things but they're not qualified to administer ayahuasca the person that the, the shaman that took care of me in this experience he he plants ayahuasca, he harvests ayahuasca, he cooks ayahuasca, and he obviously holds the ceremony. So that is how our ancestors meant ayahuasca to be. Ayahuasca is not something to take lightly. As a matter of fact, no plant medicine is something to be taken lightly, including marijuana. One thing that I heard this weekend, or I'm sorry, two weekends, well, yeah, last weekend, actually, I'm like lost in time. But one thing that I learned last weekend is that Marijuana has been, and the term used by the indigenous tribes was uh, prostituted. You know, it, it has been so overused and so misused, and there is more harm than good being done by this plant. And we just have to be careful that this doesn't happen with other plants, you know, like for example, mushrooms, right? Like mushrooms, same thing. People just want to have a good time and they pop some mushrooms. But honestly, these plants are sacred. You know, these plants are here to teach us a lesson and we cannot just take them for fun, uh, you know, just because like there has to be intentionality behind it. There needs to be a ceremony behind it. And obviously the indigenous people are inviting us into their culture, which has been attacked since the dawn of times. And it is up to us now to make sure that we keep them safe and that we take the medicine responsibly. So the responsible way to do ayahuasca is with the same person who is you know, like I said, growing, growing in the ayahuasca, cooking the ayahuasca, harvesting the ayahuasca, because it is that the person's energy, that is the most responsible thing that somebody can do. Taking ayahuasca from, you know, buying ayahuasca in the black market and just kind of getting together and, and just doing it, it can cause a lot of damage. It's a very strong plant and it invites in a lot of beautiful energy, but also a lot of dark energy too. And you have to be equipped to manage that and the team supporting you needs to be equipped to help you through that as well. So with that being said, obviously, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the, the shaman, uh, also called Ataita, he's from Colombia and he is the one who's in the Amazon, you know, growing this plant, he's harvesting it, he's cooking it, he's, he's bringing it to Central America and, and he is performing the ceremony and it is just so beautiful and he's guiding you all the way through He's got a team of, uh, I want to say eight people, and you know he's guiding you through different modalities. So, for example, music is plays a huge role in the ceremony, uh, and, and he's like playing his guitar and he's singing throughout the ceremony. And then other things that they're doing too, like they're saging you, and they have the Palo Santo, and they have like different herbs and like different uh, herbal sprays that they're using throughout the ceremony. And it's all very intentional, and it's all very thoughtful you know there's always a fire going and there's so much that goes into ayahuasca it's not something that you can just be like oh yeah let me pop some ayahuasca level bottoms up and call it a day no it's really not and 
uh, I'm sharing this with you because I didn't really understand the depth of of ayahuasca, right? Like I, I didn't know. And I think sometimes uh, us as humans, I mean, I would say that probably like 99% of the mistakes we make as humans is because we were misinformed. We didn't know. We, we acted out of good intention and then we mess up, which is why I'm telling you that if you're wanting to go on this journey, reach out to me because the people that I did it with it is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost of you know, these fancy places in Central America and Costa Rica, okay? Like, I'm talking three figures to do a ceremony, okay? It's insane, right? Because at this other place that I was looking at, the one that I was telling you guys before, this place in Costa Rica, it's $5,000, right? Like, you have to save up for that. These people, they keep it uh, affordable because their mission is to heal people. That's it. That's why they make it accessible for people. So it's extremely affordable, okay? I am going to be a little bit vague with the location just because I want to make sure that I keep them safe and I don't want people with the wrong intentions coming, you know, to their place and just taking ayahuasca for a good time, you know? So obviously I'm making you jump, I'm making you jump through hoops so that if you are interested you have to either email me or dm me and i'll share all the information with you but like i said it is being held in a country in central america where at least as of now they do not require any testing or any proof of anything for you to get in like vaccines or anything like that so you know that's that so now let's get into my actual journey so on day one i go in and my intention for this entire ceremony is for me to soften my heart because I really don't feel like I'm a good mom. You know, I think if you have been following me on this podcast for any length of time and you have listened to my motherhood episodes, you have heard me say that I really don't feel like a good mom. It's something that I really need to work on. Like working comes to me very easily, but staying with my kids and like playing with my kids and be present with them, that is a chore for me. It is very difficult for me. It's very difficult for me to just take my kids as a blessing that they are. And I'm just being honest with you right now, I'm being very vulnerable with you. So obviously I didn't want to be that kind of mom. So that is why from the time that I heard about ayahuasca, that was my intention, you know, to soften my heart so that I could be a better mom for my kids. So first day, my intention is, you know, just, just help me, help me be a better mom, help me. Like I just want to be a good mom. So they call people, you know, to take the drink and the women go first. So I'm the first one in line. I'm like, okay, I set my intention. I take my drink and I go to my, my little mat. And it, it just feels very beautiful at this time. You know, like I feel a little bit out of my body. There's this lightness, you know, but I look down at my body and I see almost like I can't really describe if it was my DNA that I saw or my veins, but I saw these lines going up and down my body. And I feel like it was my veins and my arteries and all that, you know, because I saw some yellow and some red. And it was just really beautiful. And I would say that I was a little bit more unconscious. Like I wasn't like fully present. It was more of, of like this beautiful light experience, you know? Like I could hear some music and, and stuff like that, but I wasn't like here here you know like i was more on a on a spiritual uh, okay here here is a good example you know like when you're falling asleep and you're like in that i guess it's called the theta state where you're like not really awake you're not really asleep that's where i was and then um all of a sudden i see a vision of a pool 
And I hear a voice that says, and this is where your son dies. And I woke up immediately and I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. This is just not going to happen. Like I'm, I'm like firm that this is like not the way we're going. But then I get really sad. So then I call one of the facilitators and I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I just had this vision and this is what happened. And she was like, no, you have to be loving and kind with yourself. You know, this is just the darkness trying to make you sad, but just trust and have beautiful thoughts. And I'm like, okay. And then I just started crying. I felt so peaceful. You know, it was like a peaceful sadness. And I just kind of surrendered at that moment. But then I was extremely sober, extremely sober at that point. Like I felt like I could just like walk away and like drive home. Not that I would, because it's very irresponsible, by the way. But I just felt like very sober, you know. So then it just turns out that probably like 10 minutes later, uh, they call for the second drink. And I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, I'm just going to do it. So then I take my second drink. I go back to my little mattress. And when I wake up, I would say that the... I, I like listen I have no concept of time no idea whatsoever but I would say that the, probably like the first half of me taking the second drink I was just passed out and then I woke up in a void somewhere far far away and I was just like stuck in a void and I was confused and I was lost and I was asking for my kids and I was like where are my kids and like you know I went inside of myself a thousand times and I was like stuck there and I just wanted my kids and I was just like oh my gosh, I had a perfect life. I had, you know, the perfect marriage, the perfect kids. Why, why, why am I here right now? Does this make sense? And when does it stop? And I was like freaking out. And that lasted a good hour of me being stuck in that void of just like, oh my gosh, like this sucks. I, I messed up. I messed up. I, I screwed it all up. It, it was bad, you know? And at some point, I just remember all of the healers, the shaman and all the healers around me singing and dancing. And they had, they all had a different thing that they were holding, you know, like one had a maraca, the other one had a guitar, another one had some sage, another one had some, some different herbs. And they were all around me just really trying to help me. But I was just like out of it. Like I was in like exorcist mode, like no joke. And I was just suffering so much. And I just remember, like, I came with a friend. And at some point, I look over at my friend and I'm like, how did I end up here? And she said, by car. Oh, my gosh. And that made me so angry. I was like, can't you see I'm suffering? And she makes this comment of, like, how I got here. But then, like, I close my eyes again. And it feels like a minute goes by. And then I wake up. And I'm just so happy. I'm just, like, out of it. Like... I'm so full of joy. And by the way, like, I just want to rewind a little bit. I asked one of the facilitators, I was like, make it stop. When does it stop? Oh my gosh, make it stop. And she looked at me and she said, you're going to learn your lesson once you learn the lesson. Like ayahuasca is showing you the lesson right now. What is the lesson? And I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted to be out, you know? So then, like I said, you know, I, uh, I wake up and I'm like, I'm good. I'm happy. And I just felt so much love and gratitude for having gone through all that hardship because here's the thing about me that maybe you don't know my default mode is to run away so if there's a problem I run away in the beginning of my marriage I would throw around divorce like it was nothing like oh, I'm just gonna get a divorce let's get a divorce 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 and because I don't deal with conflict because how I deal with conflict is by running away 
how I deal with me getting upset with my kids is I walk away. You know, it's just, but not like walking away because I'm going to chill. It's walking away because like, I'm going to make you suffer because you made me suffer and I'm going to make you suffer, you know? So it's a very vindictive running away. So that's the lesson. I know that the plant was teaching me that there's no running away from this. And then comes the second day, you know, uh, like I said, I just felt so much love and joy and gratitude for everything. And the next day I was like apologizing because I was like, to the facilitators, I'm like, I don't know what happened last night, but I'm sorry and thank you for being there. And they were also loving and kind and gentle with me. Like I can't, cannot even explain how loving and kind and patient they were with me. They're like, don't worry about it. We're prepared for this and this is normal and da 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 da. And just like so loving and gentle and kind people. So on the second day, you know, I go in and I'm like, oh man, I just, I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I'm scared I'm going to end up in the void again. I didn't, maybe I didn't learn my lesson and like, I was, I was freaking out. But you know, they call for the first drink and I'm like, you know, I, I'm more scared of staying the same than going through the journey again. So I'm going to do it. And when I took my drink, I told her, I told Ayahuasca, I said, listen, I am really scared of you, but I'm going to take this drink because I am more scared of staying the same than I am of you. And I know you have a lesson to teach me and I'm here for it. So I take my drink and I am just trying to control my breathing. And so like really breathing, breathing in through my belly and just calm my body down. And I feel like I just fall asleep and now I wake up and I'm like full of love and joy and like so much gratitude and so much love. And I see my daughter, like I really, really, really see my daughter. And I was like, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she's here to show me love. She's here how to show me how to accept love, how to receive love. And I'm just like showered with so much love, so much gratitude, like nothing I have ever felt before and I'm just so happy and I'm like thank you baby thank you thank you thank you and I was like really connecting with her higher self and we were in like spiritual plane in the Amazon it was just so beautiful it was something so magical it was just like castles and like the rainforest and like things but like they were made out of crystals and it was just like really beautiful really magical really pure and pristine and just just amazing just beautiful and it was just a lot of, you know, me connecting with my daughter and like really seeing her. And uh, I get this message that my daughter is here to teach me a lesson and my son is here to teach my husband a lesson, you know? So it was just like a really beautiful uh, second day, really just really beautiful, really amazing. And I'm just like so full of joy and so full of gratitude. And I'm like, yes. And I get this message, I hear this message that 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 ceremony was for me like it was and I'm, I, I don't know if this term exists or not but if it didn't I am coining it it was a prospiracy you know like instead of being a conspiracy it's a prospiracy where the universe has been prospiring for me for all this time that every lesson I have ever gone through whether it was a heartbreak or uh, joy or it was just a breakthrough or anything good or bad has ever happened to me quote unquote bad happened to me it all brought me to that moment it was all meant to be it was all meant to be for me and that that group of people they all came together because of me you know they're all there because of me and it was just like so amazing and so beautiful and so many lessons that I learned in there and uh, I also in, in this second day I learned about 
what is my role here on this planet and uh, some of the things that in a future episode I will share with you. Uh, but I hear some things very loud and clear about uh, there was a theme. You know, the first theme was definitely love and uh, gratitude and, and just accepting love for my daughter and obviously from other people too. But the second theme was uh, that there is a lot of darkness in this world that's pretending to be light and it's actually luring people in and we have to be very careful with that. And the plant told me very specific things about how we think we are doing the right thing, but actually we're hurting people. And, you know, I'm really contemplating whether to share this on this platform or not. Right now at this time, I definitely had a lot of courage when I was, uh, you know, after Ayahuasca, you have a whole lot of courage. But now it's been a week and I'm like, oh, the courage is a little more gone. So I'm going to hold off on it a little bit, but it's definitely something that I want to share. I'll be sharing more and more in the upcoming episodes, but... There's a lot of things that we think that we're doing for like, you know, somebody's right to, to do this or to do that. But actually, that's not the way. Actually, the way is to heal through love because we're only going to heal through love. And there are things in this planet that we think are the right thing to do for whatever reason. But actually, every time that we do something like that, a cloud of darkness is born. So... That is what I'm going to say about that and more about that in the future. Now, let's talk about day three. Day three was, uh, it was very trying, but very beautiful at the same time. So I had a vision that my son was going to die again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously, this is happening again. And I just felt so sad. And I'm like, no, but I don't want to let him go. Like, no, 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 there needs to be a different way. There has to be something different. You know, like, no, I, I, I don't want to let him go. He, he cannot die. I love him so much. And then I hear this voice to, 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 you know, telling me that actually we're spiritual beings. And then we're just here on planet Earth momentarily. But honestly, we're spiritual beings. And it's so much more beautiful on that side. And we're always going to be connected. And I'm like, but no, but I don't want to. And then I look over at the shaman. And I really want to go talk to him. But I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to sit with the plant for a second. And like, let's talk about this, you know. So then eventually I come to terms that my son is going to die. And I have to surrender. And I just I just cry. I just break down and cry. And I'm like, okay, you know, like I surrender to you. I surrender to God. You have the, the vision that I don't. So I surrender. And then it's like, okay, she learned her lesson. So let's give her an alternative. So then the alternative was, okay, he doesn't die, but he has brain cancer. And we have to leave everything here behind because we currently live in Central America. We just moved here four months ago. And we have to leave everything behind like right away and go back to Jacksonville, Florida because there is uh, a friend of mine. Her husband is a neurosurgeon and he's going to be the one who's going to take care of my son and he's going to be the one to cure my son. And because my son is going to be super hands-on, I actually need to, for a moment, give my daughter up to my friend, Kendall, and then Kendall is going to raise my daughter, which by the way, Kendall is somebody who I love and adore. And she is the example of like an amazing mom. She's got four kids and she does it all gracefully. And I'm like, how do you do it? I don't know, but that's Kendall. And I'm like, okay, fine. I, I, I got this, like I can do this. And in this vision, like I have to 
you know, my, my business is done because there is no time for me to work on my business because it's all hands-on. I'm going to have to reach out, reach out to my mom and ask her to support me financially, which is something that obviously I don't want to do because my mom and I don't have the best uh, uh, relationship. And But I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then they give me an alternative where it's like, okay, you know what? We sat in the spiritual plane and we talked about this and actually your son is cured. Everything's fine because you learned your lesson. So by the way, if you're listening to this and like, oh my God, this sounds awful, Juliana. Like I don't want to sit with ayahuasca and learn any of this because it sounds bad. Just trust that the plant knows exactly what you need to see for you to learn a lesson, right? Like not everything that you're experiencing is a vision. Many things are just lessons and it's just kind of like, it, it almost felt like I was in a theater. I was being part of a play and I was through that play, I was learning those, those lessons. So I don't want you to hear my experience from day one and three and be like, oh gosh, girl, this is awful. Like I want to stay away from ayahuasca because trust when I say it, when you can work those things out in your brain in a supported group it's the most beautiful experience like i came out of there a a whole new person with so much love and so much joy and so much gratitude and like just a new outlook on life like you know how people who have like a near-death experience they come back and they're like a different person that was kind of like that for me but i didn't nearly die you know my ego died but i'm still here and it was just really beautiful, you know, and, and I just want to encourage you that if ayahuasca is calling you, if you, if there's any part of you that's curious about it, like explore it, definitely explore it, explore it. And um, like I said, uh, where I'm doing it, the, the place that I found, I am so glad that I found them because they really hold true to their ancestral's way, ancestral ways and uh, the, the shaman, his very strict with his rules like he's got rules and he he runs like a very um i don't want to say rigid because a rigid almost seems like a mean thing but he he runs like a very particular uh group you know so he he holds the energy for everybody and he's got the music and everything is very thoughtful very you know there's thought behind everything that he does it's, it's not just you know let's get together and drink some ayahuasca and see where the night takes us like absolutely not and you know, they have very specific rules about keeping women safe because they understand that in the wrong um, setting, women have been taken advantage of, right? Which it was for me, by the way, it was one of the fears that I had going into this for years. I was like, you know, I was going to go to that place in, in um, Costa Rica, the one that charges 5K, because I was like, I don't want to get raped because I, I hear stories, you know? So he has very, very high standards and he does not, obviously like the the healers, the male healers can talk to the woman, absolutely, but they're not allowed to touch them because he doesn't want any exchange of feminine and masculine energy so only the female healers can touch him as a matter of fact he prefers like one of the things that he says at the beginning of every ceremony is that don't touch each other don't talk to each other this is your journey you know and so anyway it was so beautiful so enlightening and i am just like a new person and if if this is in your heart i encourage you to explore it because it really is amazing it really is beautiful but it needs to be done in the correct environment with somebody who really is a shaman not somebody who claims to be a shaman not somebody you know who has good intentions but somebody who actually has spent time in the amazon and done the thing 
you know um this shaman he was obviously born and raised he's an indigenous man you know so it's not something that you just do for fun it's not something that you do to ask some silly questions this is something for you to go deep and discover yourself and uh remember what i said i think on day two there was a theme of light and dark that's actually a general theme that you cannot get to light without darkness right like it's the duality of the world like there is no light without dark there is no day without night so it's you being open to being like you know what i am gonna walk through hell right now and i'm gonna come out on the other side in heaven but i to get to heaven i have to walk through hell and i'm gonna do it it's having that conviction and that courage to do it that really makes this really lets you have a level of gratitude and appreciation for this plant you know so i really hope that you know there was a lot that went on like i have literally like pages and pages and pages of messages that i wrote down it's just a lot of it i am not necessarily ready to share on a platform where a lot of people listen to but like seriously i have like 10 15 pages worth of notes that i took just like full on like medium mode like gonna write this stuff down i cannot forget uh but yes lots of beautiful messages that i heard and it has been the most beautiful experience despite the fact that there was a lot of hardship in there uh there was a lot of beautiful messages a lot of beautiful lessons that i learned um, and i'm so grateful i am just so grateful i have so much gratitude like a different perspective in life because it's just amazing it's just amazing just to to see and to experience that so I really hope that if you are feeling called to do ayahuasca, just know that, uh, yes, there might be some hardships. It's hard to tell because every journey is different for everybody. No two journeys are the same. As you can see, for me, my journeys are very different. And somebody could be having a really difficult time next to you. Meanwhile, you're like talking to Jesus, like literally talking to Jesus. And you just don't know. Some people just fall asleep. And just because you take the ayahuasca, maybe, let's say you end up taking three shots of ayahuasca, three drinks of ayahuasca, and like you're feeling nothing, just trust that the medicine is working on your body and it's doing what it's supposed to do. Um, if you fall asleep, you don't remember anything, it's still doing what it's supposed to do. So just trust, just trust, just trust, just trust. That's that's the most important thing that you need to know going into this is that you need to trust and to surrender that the plant knows exactly what it is that you need. And I just just thought of something too uh, it is very dangerous for you to take different types of ayahuasca within like a short span of time so for example uh, this retreat in uh, Costa Rica that I kept telling about I know for a fact that uh, they have like three different shamas and on every night it's a different drink right like it's all ayahuasca but ayahuasca is not just ayahuasca there's ayahuasca and something else so you're drinking a different brew of, of ayahuasca every single night and that's actually not how our ancestors wanted us to have it you're meant to have the same ayahuasca brew for three days in a row so just again you know if you for let's say it's not feasible for you to come to central america to sit with ayahuasca in this retreat that i'm telling about make sure that you're doing your due diligence that you're asking uh, the people these questions like what are the rules you know like the diet you know for example you're supposed to go fully plant-based for a minimum of a week if not longer like the longer the better it's just that for us uh, humans right like we are accustomed to living life a certain way and it's really difficult to give up meat and like sex and things like that so 
at a minimum of a week that is supposed to be your dieta your diet of you know there's there's no sex there's no masturbation there's no orgasms of any kind there is like you're you're not eating animal products you're not eating dairy you're really just going full plant-based um so make sure that you do a lot of research and if i can help you in any way let me know reach out to me because if i don't know the answer to something i will definitely guide you in the right direction and you know i'm just i just feel so much gratitude for having gone through this journey when i did it with the people that i did it uh, with the shaman that I did and, and the, the healers that I did because it was just so beautiful and so amazing and by the way they also have private sessions available so if a group setting it's a little bit overwhelming for you they have group sessions available as well and group sessions are really um really flexible really really flexible the next uh, group session they have is October 28th 29th and 30th so if this um, if, if there's a calling in your heart, let me know, DM me or shoot me an email and I will give you the information. Otherwise, if you want a private session, again, email me or DM me and I will give all that information um, to you. And yes, you know, I just have so much love for you for this journey wherever you are and cannot wait to talk to you next time. Bye, my love.